everybody and welcome to In My Mug episode 309 on the 13th of October 2014. Um, I'm not alone, I've got people with me. Please, ladies and gentlemen, round of applause for our audience here, people at home as well. There's lots of people here. Um, I'm here at RKH. RKH are the guys that have built our wonderful, wonderful website and help us do all of our uh, processing for the subscription. So anybody who's gone through and filled in the form on the website will know that these guys have been behind it. And today we're, um, we're going to be going through a live in my mug set. These guys are going to be tasting the coffee um, and they're going to be giving me descriptors. We know how nervous this is for me back at home. Um, so we should go into this week's news. Some news. What news shall I talk about? So, um, yeah, I'm at RKH. This is a live one. That's all the news I've got. So, that is the news. Normally, I've got things lined up and I haven't today. So, um, we shall go through. So, what we always do at this point, because there's lots of people here, I'm talking to the camera here actually, lots of people here that have never seen in my mug. Can you believe it? Nobody's seen it. So, we do a thing called Focus On. And Focus On is where we focus on something in particular for um, this week's coffee. So, Focus On. So people at home that watch Focus On and watch it when I do it with an audience know how nervous I get. So instead of me babbling to the camera, I'm going to talk to you lot. So what happens is, this week's coffee is a naturally processed coffee. Do you know what naturally processed is? Anybody know what naturally processed is? I know David does because he doesn't like them. But, uh, <laughs> does anybody, if I say natural processed coffee, does anybody know what it is? No. Excellent. So I can edu edutain you because this is a word that we've created, edutainment. Um, and I'm going to show a little video now that shows what natural processing is. And the coffee that you're going to taste is from this processing method. So, cut into the video. Hello, and welcome to the second in the coffee processing videos we have done. And today we're going to be looking at natural, or sometimes called dry processed coffee. Cherries are picked from the trees and cleaned. They're clean so the producer can separate the unripe, overripe and damaged cherries and remove dirt, soil, twigs and leaves. This is often done by hand using a large sieve. Any unwanted cherries are picked out from the top of the sieve. The coffee cherries are spread out in the sun, either on large concrete or brick patios or on matting raised to waist height on trestles called Indian raised beds. As the cherries dry, they are raked or turned by hand to ensure even drying and prevent mildew. This can have a big effect on the final taste in the cup and stops an over-fermentation of flavours. It may take up to four weeks before the cherries are dried to the optimum moisture content, depending on the weather conditions. On larger plantations, machine drying is sometimes used to speed up the process after the coffee has been pre-dried in the sun for a few days, although this is rare. The drying operation is the most important stage of the process since it affects the final quality of the green coffee. A coffee that has been overdried will become brittle and produce too many broken beans during hulling. Broken beans are considered to be defective beans. Coffee that has not been dried sufficiently will be too moist and prone to rapid deterioration caused from attack of fungi or bacteria. The dried cherries are then sent to the mill this is sometimes done on the farms, where hulling, sorting, grading and bagging can take place. All the outer layers of the dried cherry is removed in one step by the hulling machine. The dry method is used for about 90% of Arabica coffee produced in Brazil, and most of the coffees produced in Ethiopia and Indonesia. 
Almost all robustas are processed by this method. It is not practical in very rainy regions where the humidity of the atmosphere is too wet or where it rains frequently during the harvesting. And that's it, naturally processed coffee. So I'm going to rewind a little bit from that because I know lots of people in are going, Whoosh. I saw the tumbleweed blow across and the blank looks. And so coffee is a cherry. And coffee actually isn't a bean, it's a seed. So it's inside the cherry. The cherries you can eat. I, when I'm walking around the farms, I quite often be stuffing them in my mouth and eating them. They're actually full of caffeine. So the actual, a lot more caffeine is in the outer skin than it is inside the, the, the seed itself and then within the coffee bean. Um, that cherry has to be removed and it sticks to the bean. Um, and you also have a sticky mucilage that comes around and sticks to that seed. So you have to get rid of that mucilage. And you have three processing methods. There's probably more, but I'm going to make it three to make it easy. Washed, where they leave the coffee underwater, and that mucilage ferments and disappears off the seed. You have a honey process, or a pulp natural, where they remove the cherry, and the mucilage is still on there, and they leave that to dry in the sun. And then this one that we've just watched the video on, which is naturally processed, where the cherry dries and sticks to the seed. And once all that mucilage is dried up, you then remove the cherry and you have the seed that's left over. So why am I talking about naturally processing so much? Well, this coffee that we're going to taste in a little while is from Costa Rica. And Costa Rica is very well known for its honey processed, its pulp natural. It's very well known for its washed coffees. Um, but it's not very well known for its natural coffees. You don't find any natural coffees from Costa Rica. In fact, this is the first one I've ever seen in the UK. Um, there may have been others. I haven't checked everybody's website and everybody's stocks. Um, but while I was traveling around Costa Rica in um, January this year, I passed this mill with one of the exporters I was with. And we went in, got talking to them, and just saw these trays and trestles of uh, cherries drying in the sun and was like, are we in Sumatra? He was like, no, no, this is what we do. A new experiment we're doing. This is the first year we've done it. So this is the first time that we've been exported from Costa Rica as well. The farm is called Finca El Pilion, um, and it's in the Tarazú region of uh, uh, Costa Rica. Uh, if you don't know where the Tarazú region is, in fact, if you don't know where Costa Rica is, uh, I'm going to be showing you a map bit in a little bit. The map bit is awesome. You can sing the song and everything. Um, um, but it's in Leon Cortes in Tarazú. Um, we buy from three regions in Costa Rica. We buy from the Central Valley, the Western Valley, which is to the north of San Jose, um, and then you've got Tarazú to the south. Tarazú lives on its name. The coffee used to be amazing there, and then it got a bit rubbish um, because they sat on their laurels and went, ah, we're okay, we're like the burgundy of the wine world, we're okay here. Um, but then people started to realize it wasn't so good and started to buy from the Central and Western Valley. And there's a few producers, uh, like Edgar Urena, who, this, who owns this farm, who are starting to do really good things on the farm, trying to experiment, trying to learn, trying to do different things. Now, the farm is 10 hectares. Um, 10 hectares sounds like a lot, but in coffee terms, it's very small. Um, 10 hectares, 8 hectares are planted with coffee. The other 2 hectares are the house and subsistence things that they grow there. So they grow their own food. Um, you know, they have areas for the, the children to play, the dogs to go run in, and then the rest is planted coffee. 8 hectares will give you around about 160 kilo sacks. Um, we bought 20 of these sacks this year, and we bought the Katayi varietal. So when I talk about varietals, uh, if I say Chardonnay to you, you know what I'm talking about, yeah? If I say Katayi, it's the same kind of thing. It's the varietal of the plant that the fruit has come from, that we've taken the seed from. 
Altitude of the farm is around about 1,750 metres above sea level. This isn't so important apart from the higher it is, the slower the maturation of the cherry is and the more that the coffee uh, develops in its flavours and can have more depth in it. Um, and as I've already said, it's naturally processed. So to stop me talking and let the map bit do the talking, which is me talking again, um, I'm going to go to the map bit. So. Now, I shouldn't really be zooming up from here as I'm obviously at the RKH offices where I'm doing the live one, which hasn't been recorded yet because this is obviously pre-recorded. Hello, RKH, we're lovely people who are visiting. So what we do on the map bit, we go up into the world and then we zoom across to the countries that we're focusing on. So um, today we're going to Central America. Um, we love Central America. Like We spend so much time here recently. It's yeah, it's good in lots of ways, but um, we've really been focusing on this one area. And we've also spent quite a bit of time in Costa Rica. At Costa Rica, we buy from two main regions. We buy from the central western valleys to the north, and we buy from the Tarazú to the south. But uh, is the fact Costa Rica is known for its washy ice cream flavor, wacky even washy, ghost cheese, sour cream, and many, many more. I've never seen that. Um... That is a fact that I found it on the internet, and it must be true because it's on the internet. So, I talked about the Western Valley and Tarazoo. This is the Tarazoo region, um, and uh, here we can see, uh, this is the, the, the drying mill. So, this is where the cherries are dried on the patios and dried out on the tables. Not patios, they're tables, raised tables. Um, El Pillion. Let's go down. So, that, that area there that is clear, that is now covered with these tables. This mill is only two, three years old, it's very, very new. And this is the first real harvest that we've seen from it and, and, and they've seen from it. Um, and as I've kind of banged on about, it's the first time I've seen natural processing in Costa Rica. It's really good to see. Now, I want you to look up the mountain there. Now, you see that mountain range and you see all those coffee trees? We're going to be going there soon. Just keep that in mind. So there we have the lowest point is the ocean. And the highest point is Cerro Chiparo. Um, here we have the uh, topography chart. So you can see why we buy from the north and the south. There is that spine of a mountain running through, um, which just means that there's that's where the quality coffee is going to be because of the altitude. And that was the map bit. So that was the map bit. That wasn't the weirdest part I do. The weirdest part is what I do next. Um, yeah, I've never done this in front of people. I normally sign to sit in a little room on my own and do it. Um, if you thought that 309 was weird, it's getting weirder. So um, we should go to Roland's Daft Facts. In, in Costa Rica means thingy-majig. <laughs> he does come up with some quite good facts as well, but he does come up with some daft ones every now and again. Right, so what we're going to do now is going to whack these cameras on pause, because we always whack the cameras on pause. We're going to get the coffee out, and I want you to all get a cup, I want you to try it, and we're all going to try it together, and this is your chance to chuck descriptors at me. So I want you to taste it, I want you to think about what you're tasting. Nothing is too stupid, um, nothing is too silly, everything goes. So uh, we're going to be getting the coffee out, and we'll be back with you in just a minute. 
que empezamos este año. We started this year. Eh, para de, tenemos un proyectico que mi socio Efraín Méndez. It's a project that my partner Efraín Méndez. Nos dijo que nos pusiéramos café natural, que era muy lindo el proceso. Y, He said to me that let's start a natural processed coffee. That it was a nice process. En realidad lo estamos disfrutando porque sí es, es bonito el proyecto. So we are enjoying every every day because we like the process. Y con la esperanza de, de salir adelante con lo que vamos a hacer. And with the will and the faith that we're going to succeed in what we're doing. So, um, how does uh, natural, what challenge, unique challenges does it pose for a producer as opposed to doing a honey or a wash? Eh, ¿Qué retos tiene el para usted, digamos, el secar natural aquí? Versus si tuviera su beneficio húmedo donde tiene que hacer lavado, jonio. Eh, tenemos el proyecto, digamos, lo que me gusta de esto es que, 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 que es un reto lindo porque es, es como más maravilloso agarrar el café de la mata y traerlo, procesarlo así. Eh, for me, it's a great challenge because it's very um, nice and marvelous to just bring the cherry from the plant and, and just put it to dry on the beds. Producirlo, cogerlo en granito y traerlo aquí es como más bonito. To produce and, and just the cherry and pick the cherry, um, uh, 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 going up other uh, other steps, bouncing on the other steps, you know. Yeah. And just here, it's much nicer for me. So, uh, how much? Uh, what varietals does he have here, and how much uh, does he expect to produce this year? ¿Qué variedades más o menos tiene aquí? ¿Cuánto espera procesar? Hay catuai, red catuai, bourbon, y caturra. Caturra. Okay. And is he separating those? Y las está separando. Sí, sí, yes. sí, sí. He's separating. Y separando la finca. Y la finca, sí. And separating the farms, of course. Okay. Yeah. ¿Cuántas fincas más o menos? Y díganos los nombres. Son tres. Three farms. San Isidro. San Isidro. La Trinidad. La Trinidad. Y San Paulo. San Paulo. Okay. San Isidro, La Trinidad, San Paulo. El nombre del beneficio, and the name of the project, o el proyecto es El Pilón. The Pilón. Which means, uh, pi oh, pilon is the gift they gave you at. Um, did they give you a yes, gift? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, they gave so you a gift. Oh, that's yeah, a pilon. Yeah. yeah, that's a pilon. So the thing is with naturally processed coffees is they always have lots of body. They're very big, they're almost chewy, they have a much bigger mouthfeel than the washed coffees. Some people don't like them because they can get a bit farmyardy and a bit barnyardy, the strawberry dipped in a cow dung kind of thing. That was a natural coffee. Um, with this coffee, the first thing that hits me is that it's actually quite clean compared to lots of other naturals I've had. So you get like a dark chocolate. There's really kind of like a baker's chocolate in there. Um, and then what I get is a fresh strawberry on the aftertaste. So it's kind of like biting into a fresh strawberry and getting the juiciness of it and the mouthfeel of it. But then it goes back to this big body um, that I get cut, by the way. You get paper, I get proper cups because I'm really important. Um, or, or I get a chance to uh, advertise RKH. I'm stealing this, by the way, for my collection, David. Sorry, you're not getting it back. Um, so, um, they're my cupping notes. What I want you to tell me is what you taste in there. So, uh, who's going to be brave enough to give me their descriptors, the first one? There are no wrong answers. You were always right. So, hand it back. Vanilla without the sugar. Vanilla without the sugar. is interesting because natural tends to have a little bit of that like oaky kind of flavour as well. And vanilla and oak go very close hand in hand. And I wouldn't disagree with you because that mouthfeel as well. It's very thick and almost like warm vanilla ice creamy mouthfeel to it. So that's a great descriptor. Gold blend. Gold blend. <laughs> um, security! Security, can we get him out please? <laughs> Boom! <laughs> 
<laughs> Any other descriptors? Yes, yeah. So again, it can invoke memories, and these are something I use a lot in my taste descriptors. Sitting by the fire, that nice warm feeling, uh, and an inner warm feeling from it as too. And it can be just taking you back to somewhere. Um, any other descriptors? I'm going to get two more, and then we'll wrap it up. I like the black treacle toffee again because this thick, viscous mouthfeel is really kind of covering the tongue, and it does have that sweetness um, that like, you know is really kind of envelops the tongue and all over the mouth. And then I saw a hand at the back, so... Oh, it's the same treacle. Bang, treacle. Bonfire night. Bonfire night. Again, this is the roasty flavours that can be developed with a natural coffee because they're much more deeper, like, more fuller-bodied flavours than you get with a wash, which tends to be a little bit more acidic and a little bit more fruity that David likes. And I brought this on purpose because I knew it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't be one of his favourites. But David, if you could fall, in fact, I, I come on, if you come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> so tell the camera, because before I kind of, and I'm going to explain to you guys at home as well. The reason we're an RKH customer was, originally David was a customer of ours. And he used to pester me like mad to say, oh, come on, I wanted to be a customer. And I couldn't afford to pay these guys to build me a website. Like, are you kidding me? It's so expensive. Um, no, no, it's expensive. No, we'll, we'll talk about this off camera. You're expensive. Um, but I, I seriously, like, what has been was so small, we couldn't afford to do that. But David used to go around to lots of the other clients that he was taking on and say, you should look at this guy, look at his website, look at his video podcast, look at his blog and his Twitter. And it used to make me feel really kind of big-headed about myself, like, I'm doing this right. Um, so when he got to the opportunity that we, you know, we couldn't afford it, but we managed to scrape enough money together to, to have a professional website that wasn't brown and green and uh, all of the terrible colours, um, we were really uh, lucky to be able to work with RKH. You were really important partners to us here. Um, and that's why we're doing this here tonight, is because David asked me, and if David asked me to do anything, I'd come and do it for him, because they've been so important to helping us develop as a, co as a company too. So um, I wanted to get you up to say thank you. No, no, it's not at all. Um, so to finish it off, David, I want you to tell everybody what your descriptors are for the <laughs> And then, then I'm going to get you to say something because I think you know what comes at the end because you've watched enough of these and you're going to close it up. So over to you. Um, I, think I, agree, I certainly agree with everybody else. It's, and, and it's normally the natural copies that you know I've said to you, if it's got the word funky in it, please don't do it. I don't do that very often. Uh, this isn't really what I call funky. It is very clean and it has got that sweetness and the thickness and the, and the depth. Actually, I really surprised myself I'm enjoying it yeah yes. no, that's Very good, good that's good that's fantastic so before I do wrap up what I do want to do is I just want to share some pictures of the producers so this is the this is this actual lot drying on the table so when I talked about the raised beds you can just about see the cherries in the background there this was the cherries drying on the table uh, this was the lot that we ended up buying from them so we took the samples from it um, this is me with uh, uh, Carlos Uriria now he uh, insisted that we had a serious photo that nobody else was allowed to be in. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then we had a fun one where everybody came and joined in us on the farm. So uh, this was in January this year. And the bit I was talking about in the map bit, where um, all this kind of farm here, uh, we've also bought the coffee from across the road, which is going to be an in my mug in a few weeks' time. Um, so I thought it's kind of quite cool that that was in the background. Um, listen, thank you very much, audience, uh, for listening and putting up with me being an idiot up here with masks and all the rest of it. Thank you to David and the RKH team for inviting me to come and do this. And over to you to tell everybody what we do at the end.
thank you, Steve, for coming. And everybody, life is too short for bad coffee. <laughs> <laughs>